Hello and welcome to Celtic Down Under. My name is Laura Bradburn and I'm joined by Liam for the second of our World Cup previews of uh, the national teams, all 32 national teams at the FIFA World Cup in 2022. Liam, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, excited to talk about today's team because uh, I've actually got a couple of quid on them to win the tournament. Well, <laughs> we'll get into that now. I have to say, I've, I've, I've not fully engaged and I have um, ruined the continuity here. Liam's wanting to make it look like, you know how on Strictly Come Dancing where they actually do the results show later on on the Saturday night and then they air it on the Sunday? That's kind of what's happening here. Liam's gone for the full shirt change and I'm just sitting here as if we didn't record this five minutes ago. Um, but <laughs> we'll get into it anyway. <laughs> the second team... I've still got the same shirts hanging up behind me, so aye, that, that's gone right out the window. Well, I don't think room decoration matters. I just don't want people to think I've been sitting here for a couple of days in the same shirt, you know? But uh, anyway, we shall crack on. Um, second team we're looking at, if you don't uh, know, we already previewed Qatar. You can see that in a previous video. Um, we are now looking at another team in the same group, uh, the Netherlands. Um hmm. A lot of people probably think they know the Netherlands national team, Liam. Um, have to say, though, as with all these things, you have your your assumptions and then you start looking at things and, and it's not quite as it seems. No, they're, um, they're a wee bit of a... How can I say? A wee bit of an unpredictable um, element, the, the Netherlands team. They are heavy favourites to, to qualify from this group, which, in all honesty, I fully expect they will because I think they are a cut above the other three teams. But... Mm -hmm still that they they go from the sublime to the ridiculous you know they're a team that could could beat brazil today and lose to scotland tomorrow you know it's, it's one of those they're, they're a very hot and cold team you know you know in some senses they are a bit more stable than uh holland teams of the past we all know the the holland team of the 90s and early noughties where there was uh multiple rumored divisions uh in the dressing room, the nature of which I'm not going to go into on this show, but um, it, it, you know, they are they are a team that kind of self sabotage their own um, successes at times. A team that you might think mm. had won the World Cup, but of course have never done so. Um, came closest, I think, in 1974 with Johan Cruyff and and and, and Naskins and, and and the likes of that, but um, mm. a, a little bit more sparse in their record in recent years. Yeah, um, they are they are a team in transition, or they have been for the last few years. But I think they have now largely weathered that transition. Um, they, you know, they underachieved at the last Euros, but they looked like a fairly decent team. Um, they've looked good in qualifying since then. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they. Hmm. Again, you know, as I say, I've taken them as an as an outside bet to possibly win the tournament because if everything clicks for them, they could. But as we well know, as Celtic fans, um, you know, sometimes even if at all you create loads of chances, you still don't get the points on the board, especially at the highest level. Yeah. So it you know, it remains to be seen whether or not this Dutch team will actually deliver on the the promise that I think they show at the moment. Well, I'm going to just um I'm going to just pull this up um just to give people a, a, a an idea of the kind of sparse record that I'm talking about here. So this is um hopefully it'll come up now. A second, 
Um, share screen. Uh, doesn't want to help me. Doesn't want to help me. Anyway, but I'll 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 describe it for you just now. So you know, mm. did not did not enter the 1930 World Cup. Understandable. 1930s maybe not got the infrastructure there. Um, they did not qualify for any of the World Cups between 1958 and 1970. Uh, then mm. they came second in both the 1974 and 78 World Cups. Didn't qualify for 82 and 86. Um, round of 16 at 1990, quarterfinals at 94, fourth place at 98. Then again, didn't qualify in 2002. Um, round of 16 in Germany, runners-up in, in, in South Africa in that famous final in 2010. Uh, third place in 2014 and haven't been at a World Cup since 2014. So it's it's this kind of thing of... I don't think you can bet against them when they're in the finals. But then no, sometimes when they, you just when don't they, get there. Aye, when they get there, they seem to do all right, but they just they don't always they don't always get there. That's the issue. Yeah, um, it's it, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, I was doing a bit of research on the team, and there's some players that you just assume in that squad will have played at a World Cup: Virgil Van Dyke, um, Frankie De Jong. And I think one of the only players to be present um, as far back as the 2014 World Cup from the Holland squad is Memphis Depay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think I think you're I think you're right there. I think he might be um, certainly and, one of do, only two that, or three. Does that concern you then that as much as they are a well-known team, they are a they have a lot of good players, a lot of players playing at the likes of Bayern Munich, Ajax, um, you know, the top tier, top cream of the crop um, in Europe. Mm. A World Cup's a different kettle of fish. Does the does the lack of experience in the squad of that environment uh, concern you at all? Well, you see, there's, there's, there's two ways you can look at that issue. And it's a kind of a glass half empty, glass half full kind of thing. On one hand, yes, there's a, there's a lack of World Cup experience in that squad. But on the other hand, you've got guys who have won basically everything else in club football and now feel like they've got a point to prove. Because mm-hmm. guys guys like Van Dyke, who are approaching 30 now, this might be their only shot at a World Cup. Because if 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 if, if the Netherlands go through the kind of spells they usually go through, they might they might well not qualify for the next one. So you know, um this might be their, their one and done. So I think a lot of them are going to be highly motivated mm-hmm. to go out there and show what they're all about. Because, um, you know, I remember reading a, an article by, um, I think it was Rude Hulett years ago, and he was talking about how frustrated he was with, uh, with the 1990 World Cup. Mm-hmm. Because before the tournament, everyone was saying, oh, this Dutch team is going to, you know, they're going to wipe the floor with everybody. And not only did they not win it, but their most bitter rivals, Germany, ended up winning it. Which yeah. just, you know, to, 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 to the average Dutchman, that's like us sitting back and watching England win a World Cup. You know, it's, it's, no, <laughs> it's, it's not something you would wish on your worst enemy. Um, but the uh, the thing is that um, he said, you know, won everything in club football. But in his view... You know, won the Euros in '88 as well, obviously, mm-hmm. but never, never really came close to a World Cup. Yeah, and I thought that that—that's the level of humility that a World Cup can put into even an absolute legend like Rudolph is like. Oh, I just, I just didn't do it. We didn't turn up, you know. 
it's 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 fascinating to me just because I know I, I think we're very down on ourselves in Scotland anyway about our inability to qualify for the World Cups. Never mind anything that you do there. But when you've got a, a nation with the football and heritage of of the Netherlands mm. struggling to make an impact on that level themselves, it kind of makes you think, well, this is not just a case of turn up and try your luck. There's there's a team there who've had multiple generations of gifted footballers who haven't managed to, to make a real stamp on things, regardless of the fact they've made multiple semi-finals and finals. They... I, they're one of those teams to me, basically, who you'll know within the first 10 minutes of the first game whether they're up for it. Aye, that's a very good point. Um, and traditional at the World Cup, they are, you know, they're amongst that group of teams, along with, like, Germany, Argentina, France, Spain, where usually at least one of them crashes and burns in the first round yeah. and shocks everybody. You know, the, the, the coupon buster, as my dad calls them, you know. Um, is it is it going to be Holland? I don't think so. But, you know, it could be. <laughs> that's that's the reality of it. Speaking of coupon busters, and this is very apt for um, the time that we're recording this show, so it might be out of date by the time you're watching this, but uh, the Champions League group stages are now, at the time we record, only one game left, and five of the 12 uh, teams who tried to break away to a European Super League will be playing Europa League football at best uh, after Christmas. So perhaps uh, the, the entitlement that comes with uh, believing that you are owed something in the game uh, is, doesn't bear fruit uh, as much as you might think, but it's an interesting one never, nevertheless. Um, going ahead to look at the team uh, and the squad or the likely squad for, for the World Cup for Holland, who are mm. your um, players to watch amongst them? Well, as I say, Virgil van Dijk going to be his first and possibly only um, World Cup. I think he's going to lead by example. Um, you know, he's won it all with Liverpool. He is an awesome, awesome footballer. He... Um, He's going to be, you know, he is widely touted as one of as one of the best central defenders in the world. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, there are central defenders far less gifted than him that have won World Cups. So um, he has that to prove, um, and I think that is going to be his motivation. Um, I think Memphis Depay, like we mentioned before, as a returning veteran, mm-hmm. is also going to be one that the younger members of the squad are going to look up to to lead by example um and again he's another player that blows very hot and cold and usually when he plays the netherlands play yeah when he doesn't it all kind of falls apart so i think those are two players are going to be instrumental because van dyke is going to drive the team on and Depay is the one they're going to look to when they need that wee bit of inspiration or spark in a game where they're toiling. Absolutely, I think I think I think you're on to something there. I think for me, um, my pick of the of the Holland squad is is a player for whom I have a lot of time has a soft spot in my heart is is Frankie De Jong. Um, mm. He came through Ajax, obviously. Um, I had the fortune of seeing him. Um, in 2018 in that famous young Ajax team that did wonders in the Champions League with the likes of Matthias De Ligt, uh, Frankie himself, Dusan Tadic, um, 
Van de Beek before he um, found his uh, calling to sit on the Manchester United bench. Um, <laughs> I think Frankie de Jong is a player who kind of does something that no other player I've seen can do, he, he, or, or certainly in the modern game anyway. He's got this long striding run where he can carry the ball, you know, tens of yards up the pitch very, very swiftly, catching teams out, creating space for his teammates. I think although he's he tends to sit a little bit deeper in the midfield, He's, he's, the, he's the the thing through which so much is created, both for his club side at Barcelona and, and for the national team. And and for anybody who, who follows Barcelona uh, closely, you'll know uh, perhaps that Frankie de Jong is, is at odds with the club over uh, what they're calling deferred wages, which in my language just means unpaid wages. But yeah. um, I admire his um, ability at the age of 25 to deal with all that and still put in performances both uh, at club and international level. Is he a player you know much about, a player that you think could make an impact for the team? Yeah, well, he's a player that cost me a few quid a while ago because I bought a new Ajax top with his name on it and a week later he signed for Barcelona. (laughs) It's not that one, is it? It's not that one. No, 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 no. No, you see, this this one I've got Cruyff on the back because I thought Ah, that never goes out of date, so we're we're safe there, right? Um, But no, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's an amazing player. Um, I really, and like you say, all the turmoil at Barcelona just now, he has, although he's made it clear he's not happy, he has been the model professional on the park. Yes. And that's, uh, for someone still relatively young, that is a remarkable level of maturity. Yes. Um, and like you say, it's a it's a relatively young team going to this World Cup, so they're going to need that maturity if they're going to get to where they want to be. So yeah, he will be alongside my my previous picks of... Uh, uh, Van Dyke and uh, and Depay. I'm glad you brought him up because he would be another one that I would say is worthy of a mention, definitely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I I think and and one that maybe won't be on people's radars. Just another one to look out for. I'll not ask you to go into um go into detail on him because I know not a lot of people are are aware of him. But Ryan Gravenberg, who was at uh, Ajax and signed for for um Bayern Munich this summer. Mm. A, a, a pretty dynamic midfielder as well to look out for who if he gets the chance at this World Cup um, I'm not sure what his chances of being selected are but if he gets the chance at this World Cup only 20 years old could really you know, make a name for himself the way so many young players do uh, in these situations I, I mean I, I um, all, the only my own real knowledge of him was reading an article where um, Oliver Kahn was absolutely raving about him Mm. And I thought, well, if a guy like Oliver Kahn says you're the man, then that that that's enough for me, you know. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I really um, uh, I I hope that he I don't he's not going to start, but I hope he makes a squad because it's a it's a guy who you would love to see at that on that international stage to see what he can really do. Uh, and Bayern, well, Bayern know how to pick a player, so they they obviously know what he's going to become, even if he's not quite there yet. We shall, we shall see. I'm going to look like an absolute genius if it turns out he has the World Cup of his dreams or I'm going to look like an idiot if he's not even in the final squad. We'll, we'll wait and see. Um, 
they they kick off on the 21st of November. Obviously, we mentioned in the previous show that Qatar are opening the World Cup against Ecuador in that group A on the 20th of November. 21st mm-hmm. of November, um, Senegal and Netherlands will kick off. Um, a tough a tough opening game for both teams there, but let's focus on Netherlands for this this uh, section mm-hmm. of our review anyway. Yeah. With with points so tight in these group games, you know, is a win vital for the Netherlands against Senegal in that opening match? Do you think? I think not losing is vital. Because yeah. um, the thing is, with the World Cup, you lose your first game, suddenly it's like, oh no, if we get beat, we're out. Right? Because yeah. you lose, you lose two games, you're out. It's that simple. But I think. Um, no, I could see that game being a, a, like maybe a two-each draw or something. I could see both teams going for it, but ultimately both coming away happy with a point, fairly confident that they could beat the other two teams in the group. Yeah, uh, that, that sounds a fair shout to me. I think it's mm. going to be interesting because I think it, it might go a long way, that first match between those two to, like you say, helping, helping establish exactly... Um, you know what the the finishing group's going to look like now. For anybody who didn't watch the the Qatar team preview, I would encourage you to go and watch it because uh, Liam made quite a prediction in that show that I'm not going to reveal exactly what the prediction was, but his answer to my next question uh, will reveal an awful lot about the state of the group in, in Liam's mind anyway. Um, by the end of those those opening games, and I'll say this. Um, the Netherlands, what are their chances of getting through the group, Liam? Yeah, I, th- I think they will win the group. I think they will win the group. Um, and in terms of the whole tournament, um, possible winners, I think at least the last four. As, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can bet against that looking at their history. They've, they, they, they're a kind of all or nothing. It's all... Um, no. Well, I was about to use a phrase there that's quite common in Scotland, but I don't think it's very family-friendly, so I'll, I'll not bother. <laughs> but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all, all all or nothing with, with them, and I think I think mm. you're entirely right. I would I would back you to say if they get through the group, which I think they will, um, I'm saying at least semi-finals for them, uh, and, and, and we'll, see, we'll see how we go. That might turn out to be a very naive prediction because we all know how teams can collapse at the World Cup. Giants like France going out in the group stages and in, in, in recent World Cups and things like that. So yep. it'll be interesting to see what happens anyway. But um uh anything else you want to mention about Netherlands before we, we head off? Well, you know, um obviously please gamble responsibly everybody, but I've got a fiver on them at fourteen to one to win the tournament and I am quietly confident. Yeah, but this is also a guy who bought a Frankie de Jong Ajax shirt just before he moved. So, yeah, be, yeah, careful. Yeah. be, be careful who you're listening to, folks. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, also the guy who said Rangers are running scared because Shane Duffy's going to tear it up. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, it wasn't me that reminded people of that. That was you. But uh, we'll, we'll leave it there. Uh. Uh, Liam, yep. thank you very much for joining me. This is only the second in a series of 32 videos where we're going to cover every team at the World Cup. So if you haven't watched the Qatar one, get on to it. Uh, watch this one and watch the next one because they will be thick and fast coming over the next few weeks before we get to the Qatar World Cup itself. Liam, thank you for joining me and I'll see you in the next one. See you then. Thank you.